0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivilevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I know you're waiting for our tagline, 40 years or of. It's coming. But first, you've heard me on this platform touting NRS, a great company whose many dedicated employees I get to see in action. NRS Pay has recently launched its new cost-cutting program called Cash Discount. The way it works is... Any vendor using NRS Pay Cash Discount has their sale register tabulating automatically a dual pricing, which offers customers a choice of a cash payment, which could result in an up to 4% discount over swiping their card. If your business meets the $18,000 a month threshold, there's absolutely no monthly fee to incur. NRS Pay Cash Discount makes it less expensive to accept credit cards, so you'll save money while helping your customers save at the same time. NRS is offering a time-limited deal right now on this state-of-the-art system. You'll get a free card reader with zero hidden fees, no long-term contract, and no early termination fee, which means you can switch your processing plan without penalty. NRS Pay is a proud part of the IDT corporation that I've been associated with for over 10 years and has integrity built into its corporate DNA. I know its founder, its officers, and salespeople, and they truly stand by their product and will help you with live stateside-based customer service on any issue or question. Check NRSPay.com for more information or call 833-289-2767. And now, Emeritus Rex. 75 years of Medina Sisral. This is Emeritus Rex with Rabbi Ruvain Yoshua Pupko. Rabbi Pupko, it's been a little bit less than a week since we've spoken. Of course, facts on the ground don't seem to have changed, but we do see a lot of different type of messaging, I think, and different types of whispering and leaks that are coming out of Washington. And especially, I think it was maybe yesterday from the Secretary of Defense, who from his office, there was this. Sort of stern warning that Israel doesn't have clear military objectives. I think uh, the former President Obama decided he was going to uh, give some sechov f- a yoshar on this on this matter. It's a little bit troubling, isn't it? Uh, this sort of uh, we're going to reign in Israel and lecture them to death. You
1: know, um, I think it's important to try to um, separate the wheat from the chaff. What I mean by that is that not everything that American government is leaking or saying explicitly has to do with true concerns. Some of it has to do with just maintaining their own political house. In other words, you know, some of the statements about, you know, civilian casualties need to be understood simply as a need to quiet the more left-wing, you know, elements of the Democratic Party. So you have to be careful as to you know, what means something and what doesn't mean something and, 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 and to understand what's really being said behind closed doors, even Obama, you know, I'll read you one quote from Obama, as we support Israel's right to defend itself against terror, we must keep striving for just and lasting peace for Israelis and Palestinians uh, alike. And now many uh, people who are in, uh, uh, in our world um, and care uh, deeply about Israel uh, read that sentence as offensive because, in the, in the immediate aftermath of what Hamas did to Israelis, to continue to uh, opine on, you know, the need for justice for Palestinians is is just inappropriate. Uh, also, it it implies possibly to some. I'm not telling you it's a correct interpretation. It implies to some some kind of moral equivalency
0: here you know i i i i read something from dennis ross uh, that in the biden white house there was two strands and there was the one obama seemed to have naturally uh, attenuated to which was to you know sort of create a distance and be more of the fair player and that biden who he chose not just you know let's not be super cynical he just chose him because he needed his crony savvy of 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 how congress works But he actually thought Biden could help in terms of international affairs. Biden was always the voice, according to Dennis Ross, for a more let's keep Israel close type of policy. It's not surprising that Obama, you know, should should sound like he's now once again making this more equivalency and distancing and just saying the right Uh, words. Listen, Obama has been very
1: critical of Biden. If there's, there are quotes out there from Obama against Biden that are quite problematic. There's no question that there are a lot of people who used to work for Obama who are now working for Biden, which explains the continuing obsession with Oslo-like ideas and with, with the Iran deal. There's no question that that's the case. There's also no question that Biden has been exceedingly Supportive of, of Israel, and uh, since all this started, but there's there's divisions in the Biden White House. There keep being reports about, you know, some of the staff in re, up in revolt that they're not calling for a ceasefire. And he, and yesterday, the White House spokesman again said that a, a ceasefire only benefits Hamas, and 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 that therefore, you know, the, the Americans are not calling uh, for a ceasefire. I mean that was said again explicitly, but you do hear some intimations about a ceasefire for humanitarian reasons or a, a temporary pause for humanitarian aid. You know, you do hear these kinds of kinds and,
0: and, and 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 something like that has occurred. There were the trucks that were allowed to enter after they were uh, thoroughly, I hope, searched by. Uh, the Israeli troops. So, you know, I, I, if, I don't know if, if Biden can take complete credit for that, but there was that cessation in shelling to allow that to happen. What, one of the things that, you know, that, that time story that our friends over at Commentary Magazine felt was a purposeful leak to sort of like damper Israel's uh, and, 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 and sort of shackle them. I actually saw one – a couple of good positive things in that article. One of them was the fact that it seems like U.S. advisors are giving Israelis a sense of what urban battle uh, can be and how they could win.
1: One of the veterans I think is of Fallujah.
0: Of uh, Fallujah and Mosul. And, right. and, and And really to learn from those mistakes – and to pinpoint the successes of those campaigns and how those can be replicated.
1: But but also people, I'm happy you brought up Fallujah and Mosul. The number of civilian casualties in the Fallujah battle alone, number in the thousands. So when we talk about Fallujah, we should also use it as a reminder to the world as to how treacherously uh, difficult it is to to fight terrorists who are, hiding among civilians, dress like civilians, embed them their their, their weapons among civilians in their control centers. So Fallujah is important to talk about. But uh, uh, the fact that there's an American there, you know, giving advice, I mean, it's not a terrible thing. But it, here's the question, I think, uppermost in, in, in the minds of Israelis, which is what's taking so long, right? We've been hearing for days they're ready to go in and the army's chomping at the bit. They want to get in there. And one of the most interesting uh, stories making the rounds is that in the initial attack on October 7th, and the overrunning of seven army bases, Hamas got a hold of the laptops and documents which contain a battle plan for Gaza. And therefore, the Israeli army had to rewrite their battle plan because it, too much information has fallen into the hands of the enemy. And 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 that's going on because most people speculating about why there's a delay have been talking about hostages, have been talking about American pressure, have been talking about BB's hesitance uh, to to go in and other factors. The, the reality of be is simply a, a a a tactical necessity given the amount of information that now rests in the hands of the
0: enemy. And and which is really it, it, that might be a, a bomb to calm people's nerves but actually that makes me a lot more nervous because are they going to be able to draw out a plan i think one of the things that came out in the story yesterday was that isis only had about a year or two to fortify themselves and we know that hamas is really this is this is the byproduct of perhaps 10 12 years of readiness and getting ready so this is this is really if they know our plans uh, boy, you know, I we really need right. to so, the question yeah, is how much, so
1: there's two, also people miss out a lot here. People talk about the fuel. You know, Hamas needs fuel. They keep saying uh, Gaza needs fuel. There's no fuel in Gaza. What people don't understand is living in those tunnels demand an enormous amount of fuel simply for ventilation. And, and the other theory being, being, being put forward is that Israel's simply waiting for the fuel to run out because that will force the fighters to the ground because they have to get out of the tunnels.
0: Yeah, we don't know what type of battery generators they have. I mean, we you would you would think they are hunkered down for a long time. They all
1: need fuel. They they, they need fuel and 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 according to what I'm hearing is that there Israel's waiting for the for the fuel to run out. Again, Let's just run through the theories about why there's a delay. Number one, BB sensitive. Number two, hostages. Number three, American pressure. Number four, the, uh, the the issue of the battle plan being taken. Number five, fuel. And there's another issue here. The other issue that may be giving pause to anything going on is that yeah, while Israel can imagine going in and destroying Hamas, what the heck happens the day after? Yes. And no one knows the answer to that question,
0: right? But, it's, I'm I'm not sure if that should be the restraining factor of beginning the ground war, but they they should definitely try to be formulated, especially as you said in our last podcast that this government is finished and that you know whoever is going to be crafting those plans, it probably will not be Bibi Netanyahu. So I know the most
1: cynical explanation for the delay is political. In other words. B.B. is not stupid. He understands how profoundly damaged, maybe irrevocably damaged. And and, and I, 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 now this has no credibility in my eyes, but once I'm regurgitating, I'll regurgitate, is that B.B.'s delaying things so that he has more of a chance to restore some of his tarnished image.
0: Let's talk about, you mentioned the hostages. And I'm wondering, I know the first two were Americans, and I think they didn't have a dual citizenship. They were visiting from Evanston. Why do you think these four... Were released. We don't know, but but one thing we do know is that
1: if Hamas did it, it's not for humanitarian reasons. That means it was either to mischievously try to create the impression that more were coming, if only Israel held off their attack, an uh, attempt to, to delay things, uh, or even stave off completely by highlighting the, the hot the, the plight of the
0: hostages. It, it's impossible to know. What I found interesting, and again, I did not read uh, the Hebrew transcript of what she said, but she said after being punched around a little bit as she was uh, kidnapped, once they got somewhere and they took the blindfolds off and they were down in the tunnels, she said they were treated pretty well. Uh, They were given access to medicine. They mentioned the doctor being there, and they said that it was hell, but once they got into captivity— Incredibly, they uh, they they were treated pretty well. I was a little bit surprised by that, weren't you?
1: No, I. I mean, even Gilad Shalit, if they're anticipating a release or an exchange for Palestinian prisoners or Hamas prisoners, they have no great interest in having these people, you know, become the walking wounded. I mean, uh, there's no interest in you know in that. So, also, listen, we know that not all the hostages are being held by Hamas. Some of them are. You know, some of them are being held by Islamic Jihad. Some of them, remember, in the rush of that first day, regular, I don't know what they means regular Gazans ran in and they did a do-yourself hostage-taking. Remember, Hamas had announced beforehand that everybody who grabs a hostage gets $10,000. I mean, there was a reward offered, a bounty offered on, Jewish, on Jews. So uh, who
0: knows? I mentioned last time, you know, that I felt that the hostage issue would handcuff Israel, and I think it still is. And especially when you hear the voices of the families of the hostages, many of them still uh saying we want peace and and we don't want an invasion and we don't want vengeance. And I think when you know when those voices are heard over and over again, uh it it, it makes it very difficult for for Yeah, was, Israel I haven't to heard proceed. a lot of
1: that. I mean, listen, there, there was a group of family members in, in New York, uh, the day before yesterday, they're still there for some events. There's a family coming here to Montreal for our rally on Sunday. But um, there's no question the hostage situation profoundly complicates anything Israel is going to do politically or militarily. And uh, and again, that may be as I as we've said before, it might be about that's what the delay is about. But um, Hamas is you know is is brilliant at manipulating the perception of themselves. Listen, Mashal on, is on TV claiming that Hamas didn't kill any civilians. They're willing to say and do anything. You, you have uh, uh, people on social media claiming the Israelis killed the people at the concert or killed in a crossfire. I mean, crazy things are being said. No, no, I, no,
0: I, I understand. I, I think that um, one of the things that uh, – before we move on, w- you, you mentioned uh, your disappointment last week. Tepid or, or or negative responses that you were hearing from your your the religious leaders in your country, and I think you know there have been just a such a great uptick of anti Semitic violence and protest and just terrible stuff happening. Um, I, I want to mention, as someone who lived in Chicago for twenty years and for a number of years in Skokie, uh, you're aware, of course, that the you know the, the Palestinians uh, decided that they were going to go up to Skokie, where you know I, I guess they had a, a solidarity uh, event from our people from the from the in, and it turned into uh, quite a melee. There was hitting, violence, pepper spray. Um, yeah, I saw that. You know, and and again, I I think. Uh, I think the media I, was correct in in emphasizing Skokie uh, being that place, of course, where the neo-Nazis marched. Uh, Skokie, a place where I lived for so many years. It really is scary uh, that even Governor Pritzker and others, who was a Jewish fellow, uh, who was the governor of Illinois, uh, also has to play this type of uh, moral equivalency game. And uh, I think there was a there was a jewish fellow who sprayed pepper who was charged with a hate crime for uh, for you know fighting with the palestinians that were there trying to disrupt the jewish program again it's 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 getting to be a very very confusing morass made more confusing i guess in the european sense by uh, statements by by putin i mean uh, i mean russia talk a little bit about you know uh, how this is affecting russia and the ukraine uh, what's happening here in, in
1: Uh One of the um, painful or or tragic consequences of Ukraine uh, being invaded by Russia is that Russia has now uh, found itself and, uh, and aligned itself uh, very tightly with Iran. And that is certainly a deeply disturbing uh, uh, reality. I mean, you now have this axis kind of between Russia, Iran, and and nasty players like uh, North Korea uh, that are now tightly bound to each other. Uh, China certainly plays a role. And, and you know, so you have uh, more support coming from Russia for Hamas. They, uh, right, and, and,
0: to- and, 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 the then, and, and also, you know, Putin coming out, doesn't really mean much, but Putin coming out and declaring how Israel is a fascist state, Israel is, is engaging in war crimes. You, you've talked about the balance that, you know, that Bibi tried to have in, right. in trying to curve favor with Russia. And here's Russia coming, you know, full steam here, patting Iran on the back. We need to pay attention to what doesn't happen. Since October
1: 7th, Israel has bombed Syria three or four times. They took out the airports of Damascus and Aleppo. And yet the Russians are not trying to impede that. So as much as Russia's rhetoric vis-a-vis Israel has changed, as much as their support from Iran has certainly ramped up, it hasn't yet translated into operational changes in Syria. You want to hear is the worst case scenario here is this is the beginning of Armageddon. This is the beginning of World War Three. You have uh, Israel invade uh, Gaza, Hezbollah joins in, Israel has to go b- bomb southern Lebanon, Uh, in in a very dramatic and and, and sustained way in order to to cure the world of the the threat from Hezbollah. Iran then does something which triggers an Israeli response. The Russians then get involved. China uses an opportunity to take Taiwan while everyone's distracted by the Middle East and Ukraine. Uh, You have, you know, Russia trying, uh, you know, Russia could go wild. Uh, given again what's been, what, what's going on elsewhere, you could see events cascade. And the reason the Americans are so supportive of Israel right now and sending warships in and everything else is to try to stop that from happening. The, the, the Americans are. You know, are very you know are more than happy to you know to watch Israel destroy Hamas. They do not want to see this metastasize. That's the number one American concern for the nightmare scenario that I that I just laid out. Uh, they they do not want to see this spread to southern Lebanon because they know once that happens, all bets are off as to what the future holds. And 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 that's why the, the Americans are there. That's why there's such intense engagement with the Lebanese government on really the part of the Americans to try to stop that from happening. Right now, Hezbollah. is is firing every day, but in a way, just to avoid being criticized for sitting on their hands while their brothers-in-arms in in Gaza are are, are fighting. They haven't crossed, you know, the lines yet. That would trigger a massive Israeli response, and they're being careful not to.
0: Even even that, as you say, that uh, half-hearted or uh, symbolic response, unfortunately, called for a lot of call-ups
1: i i don't want to i don't want to underplay it but but I'm, I'm just trying to make the point that it's that they're 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 being careful about how far they go but there's no question it's you know five miles of northern israel has been evacuated i mean uh, there's a huge uh, there's tens of thousands of jews in northern israel who've had to move south uh, Kiryat shmona was evacuated yes uh, so it's a uh no, it's it's certainly a, a significant problem. But again, Hamas, Hezbollah is being careful. But with Hamas is under more sustained pressure from Israel, that 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 political need that they may feel to join in in a more substantive way is very dangerous.
0: Uh, let, let's end today with uh, just a little bit of stuff here on our end. You know, we talked, of course, about the. Uh, the terrible reporting about the hospital last week, I see that the Times, despite a lengthy sort of explanation of why facts on the ground weren't apparent to them, they still didn't get it because in yesterday's Times, uh, they might have taken it down. Once again, 720 killed uh, by Israeli strike, says the Gaza Health Organization, which we know is run by Hamas. One of the things that I've heard is, okay. You don't want to discount everything and say it's a lie, but at least your your headline should start sort of like the Gemara. Don't start with – start with the words Hamas-run health organization claims as opposed to starting with the word 720 dead according to. In other words, the order makes a difference. That subtle difference between what you say first – You can't hide behind the end of a sentence. The beginning of the sentence is the powerful punch. That's 75 years of Medina, 40 years of Rov. I know that. We all know that who are savvy. You know it as well when you give a speech. Those first words are crucial. And the time still hasn't learned that. And that, I think, is, is, again, despite the shower of criticism, they're still doing it. It doesn't seem like they're going to be cured of it. I have to tell you, the...
1: um a former bureau chief for Reuters, who worked in, in Israel and in Gaza, said yesterday that you can't believe a word these guys say. Here, let me just read this to you. This is an article. This is um, this is from Reuters. Death toll from Hamas run health ministry are not trustworthy. Former Reuters chief says. I mean, it's um, everyone knows this. I mean, it's uh, uh, and the journalists who have been lied to for decades right and certainly for the last 17 years years uh, they know this and yet they continue to rip- print things without qual- with without qualifiers that are absolutely needed
0: also it seems like uh there's still this acceptance and i saw it in the new yorker as well to refer to hamas as militants and not terrorists this is also uh, 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 insanity. And and, and again, I, I would layer this also with the type of, oh, we have to watch out for Islamophobia uh, th- that is occurring. Yeah, if
1: I hear that one more time, maybe the, the White House spokeswoman w- uh, you know, was asked about anti-Semitism and she answered about Islamophobia, got in some trouble and then had to backtrack. You saw this after 9-11 even, right, where George Bush visited a mosque after 9-11. Because of this great fear, and many people have studied, you know, how many exact, you know, how, are there really that many hate crimes against Muslims in the U.S. And there aren't. I mean, that's the we know they aren't, and uh, and a lot of this is made up of baloney. Again, a lot of this is is political cliche, you know, uh, use just in order to, you know, to be able to tell their left wing friends, look, we said this, you know, we did this, you know, right.
0: And I think also the State Department for 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 almost a hundred years. Ralph has been so worried about Arab anger, and, and we know that again. If you want to be ultra cynical, it has to do, of course, with the great oil reserves uh, and and wealth that the Arab countries hold. And so today, and, it has to do.
1: I don't think with Arab oil, it has to do with simple hatred for the for the state of Israel and uh, and ambivalent feelings about the Jewish people. Yes, yeah, so cool. we
0: all remember what James Baker. Uh, said, and I, I think, think that is something that is something that I think you you're going to hear uh, on a consistent on a consistent basis.
1: I don't think Montreal is any different than any other Jewish community. A, a ton of money has been raised uh, for Israel for uh, uh, for 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 counseling for victims, families for the dislocation aid, people have had to move from the south and the north. Uh, people are raising money uh, on their own to help uh, units get the supplies they need. Uh, in advocacy. People are are engaged. Uh, Jews who, again, I think I said this last week, who are marginal, who we thought were marginal, are coming out of the way. Aaron Sorkin this morning resigned from CAA, right, because there was a woman there who was a high-ranking agent at, at, at uh, the most important uh, talent agency in Hollywood who had uh, said something negative about Israel, and he, he, he left the uh, CAA. So uh, people are coming out of the woodwork and doing the right thing. It's really good to see.
0: And 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 you believe? You know, let me just throw in as as a movie buff. Uh, I see that the screenwriters of Guild. Uh, was not able to come up with a statement, I guess, because, um, you know, that they are... Despite Listen, the fact had,
1: you, all, you said you had Mandy Patankin and John Stewart come out for a ceasefire, you know, uh, you know the leading lights of, Amer- of, of, of American liberalism. But, you, you know, I think you have many more Jews who are really standing up and doing the right thing, withdrawing donations to universities. Columbia University had to delay their fundraiser because they knew they were going to get slaughtered.
0: So let's say, for example, you know, our listeners and they are getting emails or WhatsApp messages, solidarity meeting for Israel this Sunday. It's Um, very
1: important. Yeah. People don't realize how important it is because when politicians gauge the intensity of feeling, they look at the numbers of people who show up to stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And I know this from the politicians. It means a lot. Everybody has to show up to everything they're being called to. Everybody. It's, a, it's of enormous significance. The other guys, we know how often they're showing their flag. We need to counter the impression that the others enjoy some widespread support, which they don't. All the polls in America show a huge spike in pro-Israel sentiment amongst the Americans. But we need to show the flag. We need to get out there. and We need to have our, pre- our, our voices heard and our presence felt. And secondly, listen. We need to comfort each other. It's it's we need to be with each other, and and that's important as well. And and we need to also, as community leaders, find appropriate channels for people to express uh, how they feel, and 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 that's an important service as well. But primarily, this is a, 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 a crucial act of political advocacy on behalf of the Jewish state, even though
0: we know that as these events are publicized and people are encouraged it's picked up by as they wasn't skokie by the pro palestinians and we have to be ready when when these events occur that there might be hundreds of 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 pro palestinians protesting and that might be a very difficult thing but we have to bite the bullet and accept that
1: Listen. In all of the demonstrations that have taken place in the last 18 days, there's only, you know, you, have, you have the story in Chicago is being, I guess, the, you know, as being the worst example. But generally speaking, the Jewish gatherings, not generally, overwhelmingly, have been unmolested and people have left unscathed. I, I think some of the security concerns are, are overblown. Overgrown? Many of them. I mean, most of them are overblown. Uh, Jews can gather in America and in Canada without fear. Remember, every time we compromise how we uh, behave as Jews, we give the bad guys a, a victory. Yeah, I, I, will I will
0: tell you this much. Maybe I close with this, and you can tell me about what's happening in your show. You know, you know, I, I I do give classes in our in our show here in Elizabeth every night. And as I was saying goodnight to our security fellow, uh, he mentioned to me that first of all, there's a bunch of unmarked cars that are circling the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's not only the local police, but also the federal police that are circling the show. He also told me that every single security guy is, is packing heat. heat. Every, every yeah, single person, person walks in.
1: No, no, everybody's being very careful. Every, and, and, and the police have been great. You know, I can't speak for every city, uh, uh, city in America, but I know what's going on here. The police have been wonderful. And we have to rely on the police and demand if we don't see, see it being taken seriously, demand that it be taken seriously.
0: All right, so let us pack your heat, uh, obviously, with care and with concern and have the heat in your heart as well. We'll catch you next time. Take care, everybody. Be well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, shalom.